Welcome to Tights Camera Action, the podcast where a bunch of non-superpowered people talk about a bunch of fictional characters with superpowers. Uh, my name's Owen Vandenberg, I'm joined as always by my co-host Steph Kachias. Hey. And Kyle Shearer. Hello. And today we're going to talk about Jessica Jones, the new Marvel Netflix series. Jessica. I know your secret. A show that we all sort of decided we wanted to talk about because it is new, came out last month. It's just dropped. Just dropped. Although we, it's you know a Netflix series, so people binge watch it. Because okay, it, so just to get uh, the temperature of the group, how long did it take you to watch the entire series? Oh, okay. So this was unusual for me in that it came out and I was busy on a project for work and I couldn't watch it straight away. So I think I waited a few days and then watched a few and then had to sort of watch it after work. Like I didn't binge watch it this time, which is unusual for me. So I don't know, over about a week, I watched it over several nights. See, I had the same bad experience at work I had with Daredevil. Like I worked with a bunch of people who were really into like comic books and comic book movies. And then before Daredevil dropped, we were like, oh, this is going to be so great. And it dropped on Friday, got back into work on Monday. I was like, what did everyone think of the finale? And they're like... Jesus Christ, Carl, you watched it all in, like, <laughs> two days. And, yeah, they'd, like, gone out and socialised on the weekend instead, so they'd watched, like, one or two. Uh, <laughs> Freaking nerd, Carl. Yeah, uh, I watched Daredevil, <laughs> like, one weekend, and Jessica Jones, I did the exact same thing. No regrets, nice. uh, because it was a really, really great show, and I liked it actually better than Daredevil. Mm. I finished the final episode this morning. Oh! oh. <laughs> I've been moving house, that's my excuse. Yeah, but Owen's I been, it in there. been doing... Yeah, been, you've been having other things going on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that's the thing with these... The, with, with these way these shows are getting released now, it is, it's almost like you're not, it's not good enough just to watch them at your own pace. You sort <laughs> of have to, yeah, you have to binge watch them over a weekend to, to get a sense of them, them all. But, um, with, with Daredevil, I found, um, I was trying to watch it as fast as I could with everything. I still didn't manage it over a weekend because I had <laughs> other stuff going on, but, um, <laughs> you don't have to be ashamed about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually seems to be apologizing for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry guys. I know I'm not fit to co-host this podcast, <laughs> but, but the, um, like when Netflix gives you like the, like when you hover over the show to select and it gives you a few images from the show. And for a, probably about a week, I think Daredevil only had him in the black stocking costume. Mm. And then uh, I knew that like the the actual Daredevil suit wasn't going to be in it until the final episode because you could tell they were building up to that. And I was like, oh great, I won't get to, you know, it'll be a surprise because they haven't shown it anywhere yet. And then Netflix obviously just decided, all right, everyone's had a had a week. You can you can just see it on one of the preview images now. Like we're just going to show it. I was, I was annoyed because I hadn't finished it yet. <laughs> I kind of wish they'd gone with like his first suit from the comics, which was like that bright yellow oh, like yeah. really weird patterned one yeah and it's just like the ugliest superhero costume <laughs> i've ever seen um but anyway so finale this morning what did you what are your immediate thoughts um well actually should, are we we're spoiling right oh yes oh, yeah. you're right we should say that 
I kind of think it's a it's a given with this podcast. Yeah, if you're yeah. listening to this podcast, we're going to be giving away spoilers for everything we talk about. Yeah, so sure. just, you know, if you care about that stuff, go and watch it beforehand yeah. before you listen. Hey, look at the title of the episode and then <laughs> see if you've seen that thing. And if you haven't, then watch it. <laughs> just a big shout out to our five listeners. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Make sure you watch it first. Right. Okay, so yes. So, finale. Yeah, finale, um, I, I did really enjoy it. It felt like... Um, uh, I really enjoyed the final moments between Kilgrave and Jessica. Like, mm. that was a really well-handled scene. The way they built that up was really, like, made sense in the context of the show. It was very, very dramatic. Um, I really was kind of 50-50 on whether or not they were going to to do what they did. I thought, because they, as they play it up, it makes it... She's playing like she's actually being controlled by Kilgrave still. And then, um, then you know, snaps his neck, which is great. <laughs> and... Uh, I, I did think for a moment, what, are they actually going to let him get away for, you know, a future season or something? No, I was, I was pretty convinced. I was pretty sure, but like, but it, it, that's how well they played the scene, I thought. Yeah. Was it, there was a part of me going, maybe they like, might do it. Like, I wouldn't think they... To me, yeah. the, the big question mark was like collateral damage. Like, yeah. is Trish going to die? Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, they... They would have had to have killed Kilgrave, I think. Yeah. Because he is, like, the best villain that Marvel's done. But to, to keep him around would have kind of undermined the season, I think. Yeah. And it was such a strong season. Mm. So we've jumped ahead to the end, I, I, but that's fine. So basically, um, uh, Jessica Jones was a series that got um, announced that it was coming out um, a, a little while ago. And a few people were like, who is Jessica Jones? Like why is this a series that like we all know what agents of shield was about and most people had kind of heard of luke cage as well which was the other series that got announced for mm. netflix and sorry and daredevil which mm. is the other one um that got announced um by netflix as do as part of the marvel cinematic universe but in the in the netflix universe i guess part of it and the other shows are yeah agents of shield and also uh agent carter which is a prequel sort of series um what about with- iron fist Oh yeah, that's coming from from Netflix as well in in a few years. So, but I guess Jessica Jones was the was the title that everyone, a lot of people, I think, were like, "Who? Like, what is this character?" Because she is very like low level. She's sort of she started out. Uh, she was invented by Brian Michael Bendis, who was a, a stalwart Marvel dude and writes a lot of stuff. Um, and it was kind of billed as an adult comic. And in fact, I think it was the first issue for. Max, mm, Max right? yeah. which is yeah, like a more a more adult mm. comic line, kind of out of continuity as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So similar to Vertigo for DC. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, a comic series called Alias, uh, and she plays a uh, the character Conceit is the same. She's a retired superhero. She has some powers, but they're not the most impressive powers. She's got super strength and can kind of jump high. And then she can sort of, and then yeah, so she has a, a background with the Avengers and a background with fighting crime, a fight, you know, fighting as a superhero, um, but no longer does that. She's retired and now she's a, um, a private eye, a private investigator. And the series picks up with her as a Hell's Kitchen private investigator, sharing the universe, sharing the same universe and the same New York as the Avengers. And as Daredevil, specifically the same neighborhood as Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's there is a little bit of crossover between the series, but not mm. as much as you'd think, considering they are in the same neighborhood. Yeah, I thought they were really going to lay it on thick, to be honest. Like, oh, I was pretty certain there would be a Daredevil cameo, and yeah, there wasn't. Yeah. I so admired their restraint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So what makes this series um, so good? And so when we were discussing things to do, Kyle said that this was the best thing Mar- he thinks Marvel has ever done. And I think part of that is because of like the superhero fatigue, Marvel has started, and they've been pretty open, they've started doing like different genres just using superhero characters just so that we don't get the same superpowered beat em up that action movie with every single movie so you know with Captain America 2 they tried to like tweak that with Ant-Man they added in like heist elements and Jessica Jones is just pretty much like full on like it's got all the conceits of like a classic noir thing uh, but then they pile in like this really really screwed up psychosexual twisted pathology on top of it it's just it just feels very different to the other Marvel works and I'm, I'm a huge sucker for like private eye stories so it really like ticked every possible box for me especially this weird psychosexual oh box, yeah hey, that, that goes without saying <laughs> so we should talk about that um one of the big themes of this of this series um and one of the big strengths of the series is the villain which we mentioned Kilgrave who's played by David Tennant mm-hmm. who's um a you know geek favorite to everyone because he played uh Doctor Who and he's uh Steph <laughs> What? Uh, he played the Doctor. Oh, okay. You're not supposed <laughs> to say Doctor Who. Oh. So, I'm just saving you from angry tweets. Okay, here's the thing. I cannot stand that show. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. So yeah. I don't care if I get that wrong. Yeah, no, no. That's... It, uh, sorry, no, sorry. No, that's fair. No, don't apologise. It's fine. Like, if you don't watch the show, it's understandable. I it's actually a, it's, more it's than, an annoying thing about I the show. I actually more than the... don't watch it. Yeah. I actively I, avoid it. It is... It is very annoying just the little bits I've picked up here and there although I did like the someone pointed out on the internet a Doctor Who reference in the show did you guys um, read about that there were a few t- there was a Buffy reference I caught um, oh, what was I, the... Missed the, I missed the Doctor Who reference it's yeah. when um, so Kilgrave's like they've got him contained in lockup and he goes something he talks about his childhood and he says something about when he was 10 years old and Jessica looks at him and says you're not 10 anymore because oh. he was the 10th Doctor. Yes. Oh, oh, they didn't pick that up. No. Yeah, they, they really slipped it in there very subtly. I uh, liked that there was a Buffy reference at one point where she says to Trish, I can only deal with one big bad at a time. I like that. Which I that really good. liked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway. but um, Sorry, I derailed No, no, no. So that's fine. <laughs> David Tennant no plays the... David Tennant, who is an awesome actor. Mm. Like, he's... Like legitimately fantastic in everything he does, even Doctor Who, I suppose. And uh, he uh, plays Kilgrave, who is a legitimately terrifying villain. He's terrifying because he's a psycho and he has no empathy for other people, and he has a very removed, um, you know, sense of uh, connection to the world that around him, and he has not a lot of um, not a lot of uh, empathy or yeah connection with people. But he also has. Um, he also has a power, and that power is to control people's minds. He can tell people what to do, and they do it. So mm. he can tell someone to kill themselves, and they'll kill themselves. He can tell someone to kill another person, and they'll kill another person. And he does do that. Yeah. Like, prog- like he, what the show does is follow through on the threat of this villain. Mm, absolutely. And, and it's terrifying. And the really creepy thing about it, and I think what makes it land so well is that it's not just mind control where he tells you to do something and you kind of do it against your will. It's mind control where he tells you to do something and then you actually want to do that thing. So that's what really causes like the lasting damage to everyone who comes into contact with him is this like illusion of complicity. Like they all feel a bit of responsibility for these actions because at the time, even though they were under his control, 
he made them want to do those things and mm. it's just like this real terrifying yeah mind no, screw genuinely scary yeah and i think something that actually that adds to the creepy factor is how like flippantly he, he delivers it in the, in the show mm. as well and it's a great choice like they don't have him like you know staring into people's eyes and saying you're gonna do this he just casually throws things about like you know, like, it, there's a bit where he's, like, buying a newspaper, I think, and he tells yeah. someone to throw hot coffee in their face, and you don't even hear the full dialogue, you just see it from a distance, yeah. and he's not even looking at them, he just goes, take that coffee, throw it in your it's... face, and they do, and then they're screaming, and it's just that thing where, for him, it's just every day, he's yeah. doing this kind of thing. It, yeah, sorry, go. I was going to say, yeah, it's so offhand and casual, you can tell he doesn't give it a second thought, and mm. that's one of the most terrifying things of all about yeah. it. Yeah. And his performance, it's because he's so charming, and he is David Tennant, and he is, like... Mm. you know people love him and want to like him and so that charm meshed with that psycho-ness is just it is it's terrifying there's also a um big theme in the show of uh, um and of feminism and of um i guess uh victimization and, and recovery after sexual assault so um jessica jones is revealed to be his um, ex-victim. So the reason why um, Kilgrave is her nemesis throughout the series is that she actually thought he was dead from a year before when she had escaped his power, when for a very long period of time he uh, used her and um, he identified through a series of flashbacks, you learn that he identified her, her as having powers and then decided to use her um, as his, I guess, girlfriend, um, and they had a, a sexual relationship in which she um, later throughout the series calls it rape and, you know, re repeatedly says to him, you raped me, I didn't want to do any of that. You, it was all, I was always under your control the entire time. Um, at which point, you know, he has these responses that are like almost from a men's rights activist tweet line, mm. like where he's like, you know, he does victim blaming to her. He he tells her that he did it because he loves her. And like, that's the other sick, twisted part of the whole thing mm. is that he's in love with her mm. and that from he, from his perspective, it's all just love. He's not a villain at all. He's just trying to get Jessica to love him, which yeah. is even more creepy. Yep. And, you know, she doesn't have a bar of it throughout the whole series. But, um, yeah, there are these... And it's also reflected in the character of Simpson, who it turns out to be Nuke, another guy from the comics, where there's also this weird sexual politics between him and Trish and Jessica. Um, and so, yeah, there's a really huge theme of, like, male entitlement... Uh, masculinity, violence, all this stuff. It's really quite interesting. It's funny you mentioned Nuke there because I was on Reddit again the other day. Uh, <laughs> He's on always, Reddit again. Speaking of rights activists. Well, it was funny because I was on the subreddit for like Jessica Jones and Defenders just like looking to see what they had to say. And there was this big post someone put up saying like, kind of defending Simpson, but along the lines of saying, look, as soon as he takes that pill, it's not him anymore. He's not in control of his actions. Mm. And I was saying, yeah, but it was funny because they just didn't get it and they didn't get how that was a, a deliberate mirror to Kilgrave where, yeah, it's just, just this the, the, the same defense that uh, is trotted out again and again and again by abusive men where they say, oh, you know, well, that wasn't me. I was like drunk at the time. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not really me, the true me. Or it's like I've changed now. It's like I can't be held responsible for what I did for like whatever reason. And yeah, it's just, yeah, the nuke thing, I would, never would have pictured nuke to fit into like the jessica jones universe but they, the way they tied him in like thematically made so much sense mm. so i don't really know that character um where's he from he is from i think originally daredevil 
but I think he's been a villain for like Captain America and the Punisher as well because he's got a lot of parallels to them. He's basically, long story short, is he's like what you'd get if they tried to do the Captain America program, but in the Vietnam War. So he's like the essence. He's like the what would you call it? The perfect symbol of like the Vietnam era screwed up military soldier in a screwed up military program and he gets the US flag tattooed on his face and uh, I think he's always talking about like collateral damage and killing civilians and it's kind of like a caricature of the worst excesses of like the American military. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he pops up again in like Punisher or something because them both being military veterans would be really interesting to see them clash. But hang on a minute, Punisher isn't... Is he getting his own series? I was about to ask the same thing. Have they said what they're doing with Punisher yet? Or have they we just know said that, that it's going to be... We know the they've got the rights back. Well, yeah. no, we know that he's going to be a character in Daredevil. Oh, he's that's been cast right. yes. as John Berethol from mm. The Walking Dead will play right. him, which is a great casting. Mm. And so that's happening. But whether or not he'll have his own series. Oh, yeah. Whether or not he'll be... In, he won't be in The Defenders, will he? He's um, not a team player. No. No, he, he might be in the Defenders, but he probably won't be, like, a part of the team, the Defenders. No. Yeah. He'll be in the show. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he'll be in, in Infinity War. <laughs> well, <laughs> just just killing, a bunch killing of guns. Thanos with a sniper <laughs> rifle. Yeah. He just comes in at the end. Okay. Yeah. But Thanos gets in his car at the very end, there's a car, turns the key and the car blows up. <laughs> scratches his name off the list. That'd be fantastic. Does Thanos' car look like a giant like head of Thanos? I, <laughs> Thanos, I should have said Thanos' helicopter because traditionally oh, in the comics he drives around a little helicopter. Yes, he does. Um... Oh, that's... Okay, so do we think... We don't know yet. They haven't actually announced whether or not Jessica Jones will get a second series. But I I would think it must, right? I think at this stage, in terms of, like, days after release, after Daredevil, they'd already confirmed Daredevil Season 2. Because they yeah. did that really quick. But I also read that due to the original contract they signed with uh, Marvel, they have to do, like, a certain... They have to get to Defenders by a certain point. So time-wise, I don't think they'd be able to contractually do it before the Defenders. Mm. Okay. So if she gets a second season, it'll be like post-Defenders. Okay. But much in the same way that this is also kind of a Luke Cage series, Luke Cage may also kind of end up being a Jessica Jones series. Well, like, I don't know if she's going to be in that or she not. She must be. Yeah, I would assume she's going to uh, factor in beforehand, though. Well, if it's uh, a prequel. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Um, because in the comics, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones end up actually getting married yeah, and having, having a kid. kid. Yeah, so you know they—they're definitely part of each other's stories. I've got to say, for me, one of the um, weaker parts of this series was Luke Cage. Really? Yeah, mm. I didn't really think he was that great. I really enjoyed him. <laughs> look at you're giving me. When he said "Sweet Christmas," I was just like. <laughs> I've waited so many years to hear that said really? by a Marvel thing. I don't really. The character for me wasn't inherently compelling. The actor wasn't great, to I, be honest with you. I really yeah. didn't think he was that great. I didn't find him. And everyone's like, oh, he's so hot. I'm like, I thought they made him a little bit too brooding, and that's partly because of the story they were telling with him, because, mm. you know, he's getting over the... He's grieving, and he's, and he's had a horrible, you know, set of things happen to him. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping that he's, for his series, he'll kind of lighten, lighten up, up a bit. bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. In, in Jessica Jones, his, part of his character is that he's trying so hard to just, like, keep his head down mm. and just live as... As, as low as possible in terms of like spotlight drama 
anything. So it's kind of hard to make interesting storylines with a guy who's just his his whole existence is based on just like staying indoors and keeping quiet. Yeah. So in his uh, show, they'll probably like loosen loosen him up a bit and probably get him out there on the trail of like those experiments or something. Yeah. I think it'll probably flash forward and back. So between like present day uh, when he's like tracking down like the scientists and the experiments and then to see what happened and how he got his powers in the yeah. first place. Yeah. Yeah, I just for some reason it just didn't it just didn't really hit me the way other people said it hit them that whole relationship and mm. and the whole thing. I also thought and I read a review that and I, that I agreed with about the episode where she, it is revealed that she is the one that killed his wife, mm. that Jessica so it, one of the plot points is that Jessica's been having this relationship with Luke but um, it turns out that Jessica once was asked to kill someone on behalf of Kilgrave in flashbacks. Uh, well, he told her to kill someone. And um, you find out that it was actually Luke's wife, Reva, that was the one that she killed, which felt very contrived. There was a few parts in the show that felt contrived to me. That was one of them, that this whole... She happens to be sleeping and spying on this man. But I think she was spying on him because she... Yeah, I thought because that was... she'd, she'd killed Reva, yeah. so she goes to check up on. Is that was Reva's that really ex. ever explicitly made clear? Well, what what happens is like his his wife, or uh, the person who's he's having like the affair with, where he's the other man and she's got a husband. Uh, Jessica Jones tells him that, oh yeah, that guy's husband hired me to like see if she was having an affair, and mm. then later on she comes in and says, my husband never hired a private investigator, so. It's kind of implied Jessica was just doing it off her own bat. Yeah. And the only real reason she'd do that is if she was, like, looking into the Reva connection just as this, like, screwed up kind of, like, torturing herself yeah. by kind of looking at the damage she's caused. I, I get that, but I just... I feel like it was a little bit clumsily handled. And then and then when he finds out that... He, he then... Luke, at one point in one episode, f- thinks he's found the killer, the bus driver that killed his wife that because that she, she got hit by a bus. She got hit by a bus after Jessica killed her after she punched her but um and he goes on this rampage to kill this um bus driver and again i didn't find that gelled with the character like him coming becoming like this murderous revenge monster didn't really i don't know didn't work for me um so yeah i don't know that was just the like the thing i mm. that and the whole plot with her lawyer's wife the divorce <laughs> jerry hogarth <laughs> that was such a strange plotline, but I, I liked the actors so much that I was kind of getting into it. Like, I think the funniest part of that was when we're really getting up towards, like, the series finale and Jessica and Nuke and Kilgrave are all, like, coming together. And then uh, they uh, it's after, like, Kilgrave gets busted out of, like, the cell they're holding her in. And uh, Jerry Hogarth takes him to uh, her, like, ex-wife to get, like, patched up. And in the whole episode of them just, like, passive-aggressively sniping at each other uh, before Kilgrave kind of, like, makes it go a bit darker. But just the fact that it would, like, put, it would pause, like, the plot to have them, like, talk about, like, disastrous, like, dates and, like, their, their relationship deteriorating. I thought it was kind of, like, dark comic relief sometimes, almost. Mm, yeah, I guess. I just didn't... Yeah, I, I, I think you're right that it, it was just... It just seemed a bit out of place in the series... Yeah, it kind kind of was. It was a bit of a, 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 a bizarre sort of plot. Thread. I do love Carrie Ann Moss though. I really love her. And we should probably talk about her because her character, uh, Jaron Hogarth, is actually from the comics as well. 
Uh, so she's a gender-swapped version of a dude called Jaron Hogarth, who in the comics is kind of like Iron Fist's Foggy Nelson, like completely different personality. Uh, he's just kind of like the amiable kind of like guy who knows Iron Fist's true identity and kind of like runs his company while he's off doing Iron Fist stuff. Uh, so I'm not sure what they're going to do with Jaron Hogarth in the show because I think they've said that she's going to be in Iron Fist but she's so kind of like cold and almost evil in this show that I don't know how they're going to... What role she could play in Iron Fist. Yeah, it was an interesting take. She ended up being quite villainous. Oh, yeah. In her own way, which I kind of didn't see coming, but it was good a good twist. I don't know. Like, she... she there was a, there's a point where... And I kind of actually don't remember why she did this, but there's a point where where they have Kilgrave captured, and you know Jessica's Jessica's not great at making plans. Her plans mm. don't go very well, and they're often poorly thought out. And this plan in particular, where they finally caught Kilgrave and had him under in captured, was to confront him with his parents, and that of course that does not go well. Um, and one of the reasons why it doesn't go well is that the uh, the safety mechanism that Jessica built into this contraption to save them um, uh, was, oh, was, yeah, the was an, yeah, was <laughs> an electrical shock with a cord, but it didn't come undone. Jerry cut it. Oh, right. Yeah. So, like, why did she cut it? <laughs> because Kilgrave was going to brainwash her wife into signing the divorce. Well, that's yes. right. So she ended up wanting to use Kilgrave to, at, for, for a divorce. Yeah. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, very messed up. But again, it's like everyone in the show is using and abusing people. And even even the ones that do it with kind of a nobler motive, like Jessica Jones, uh, she's still not averse to like using people uh, to yeah. suit her purposes. Like the whole support group, the Kilgrave-like mm. support group of ex-brainwashies. Uh, she's pretty clearly just using them as like a, a piece of her chess game against Kilgrave. And yeah, just show no one really comes off quite cleanly in the show which is good yeah no except for trish (laughs) jessica is absolutely not a um yeah an anti-hero in her own way she's got her own demons and she doesn't act heroically all the time um and yeah trish is um trish is played by rachel taylor who's an australian actress and she is um jessica's best friend from they grew up together and they she has her own backstory she might become hellcat yeah maybe sure that's the character's name. Who yeah. knows? She's it's taken kind of, a red pill, so she's I think taken that's... a red pill. She's learning Krav Maga. Is that, <laughs> that what you say? How you say it? Anyway, she um, she is pretty cool. But one of the things I really liked about it, the, this whole series, and it, this is why again it was a very feminist series, was their relationship is really, really strong and really beautiful, and like mm. her their friendship, and even at the end, like there's some really moving parts where where Jessica says that her. Um, her sort of signal to, to Trish when they're trying to catch Kilgrave and to check that she hasn't been brainwashed mm. would be to say something she'd never say and that would be that I love you to her best friend. And that was, like, really amazing. And at the end when Kilgrave asks her to say that she loves him, she says it to Trish instead. And, like, their friendship and their support of each other mm. is, like, awesome. Like, one of the best parts. And you don't see that in TV shows. Like, you don't see women, like, supporting women so so clearly. Like, there's always, like fighting over a man or something mm. like that and that wasn't that didn't play into it at all it was just like you're my best friend and I love you and I want to support you and that was really cool sisters doing it for themselves guys <laughs> this is a good show for that mm. I'm just it's just a good show just... oh okay <laughs> no I mean I wasn't negate the politics Kyle well, that's fine well this is 
I don't know. I kind of sometimes I think like, is it a, a feminist show or is it just like a show with decent female characters? Yeah, and we're just so starved of that <laughs> that yeah, whenever point, one that comes is... along, we're just like. <laughs> But then you did raise the stuff about how Kilgrave is basically like an MRA, like Twitter feed brought to life. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, there, there definitely are. Like, Is that an intentional reference with Nuke taking red pills as well? Yeah, I... I, uh, I think the... It must be. Just, just in, for... It's in the comics from like the 60s or 70s. I know, but... but, but in the know. show, it, it does yeah. have a new kind of like... I wonder it, that. Red pill is a... Red pill is a term for the, that MRAs use for, um, to refer to themselves. It's a Matrix reference from... The, the red pill is the one that Morpheus gives you that wakes you up from the Matrix. And uh, yeah, MRAs yeah. refer to themselves as red pills mm. because they've woken up from like... I think women's lies or something yeah. like that. It's it's That's yeah. true. We've been drugging you all yeah. <laughs> uh, for a long time. With your wiles. Yes. Um oh that's so stupid. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so look, um no, it's an awesome show. Mm. Do, what do we think of do we want to rate Kilgrave's plan? Kilgrave's plan, it's he has a lot of plans, actually. He has multiple I, plans through the series. I feel like he doesn't even have a plan. It's just like part of the reason why he's such a screwed up villain is like as as they kind of make clear he's just what you'd get if you got a toddler and then no one was ever able to say no to him Mm. for his entire life so he's just and i don't want to excuse what he's done but he's like the type of monster that you would get from like just someone who who's never had the experience of actually interacting with people properly like he just has this false idea of humanity that's left him like so alien and removed and that's combined with like the ugliness of his own personality and his only real plan is to that he just wants to be with jessica Mm. yeah he doesn't have his plan is i want to get her back yeah he just tries various so it's kind of like he's just like a a stalker really like he, he won't accept that she doesn't love him and he just keeps trying again and again and again because he just he just can't understand why they wouldn't be together. Uh, so I would rate his plan poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, although he does, he is very intelligent in his own way. Like, the, the times he's manipulative without using his powers as well as mm. using his powers. Mm. Like, he does things like he gets Malcolm, her neighbour, on heroin to control him. Yeah. And he also hires, like... Um, a personal security team to defend him because he knows that they're going to be after him. Like, he's not stupid and Mm. he continually sort of gets away and that's why there's a whole series of sort of cat and mouse because... Um, every time Jessica does get the get the drop on him, and she does a few times, he'll he'll somehow, you know, get out of it. And mm. it's really you know only right at the end when she gets him. And even then, yeah, there's still yeah. A, there's still that question of what's the cost going to be and how what's his going to be his last sort of mm. hit against her because he's so cruel. There must be a lot of um, like you know elsewhere things that we don't see. He has to do a lot of admin to keep up all his fail safes. Because they, they there's a lot of printing, a lot yeah. of printing of pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah a, lot like, of, a lot of printer cartridges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they make it clear that like he often has this thing where you know if we go after him, he'll have people nearby that he's told to commit suicide if he's harmed yeah. or hurt or yeah. anything, and, and he does it a few times. And they also establish that um, his control wears off after a certain amount of distance mm. or twelve hours if he doesn't if he doesn't re up the commands. So he must just be constantly go every time he goes into so you okay you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you know yeah there's a lot of kind of yeah preparation yeah um and it turns out yeah he often has people who are ready to hang themselves or something like that for some reason the cat and mouse aspect of it i really loved uh because i loved that it wasn't just 
how do we beat this guy? It was specifically like, how do we stop this guy without killing him? Yeah. Because, and and yeah. she's fighting kind of on two fronts because on one front, she's fighting against him. On the other front, there's always like a small amount of people who are saying, look, we just got to take him out. And it, they're right in the sense that that would put a stop to it like easily. Like he doesn't have invulnerability. He's out in the open. He's not hiding himself. If you just got a sniper, you could like kill him like today, tomorrow. Mm. But she's always trying to fight to actually like get him arrested locked up and then vindicate hope who's yes. kind of like mm. yeah at the beginning of the series yeah. there's a girl that is captured and and she's sort of the reason that that prompts the whole thing um um yeah she, for, for why jessica wants to capture him to set hope free because she's essentially been set up by Kilgrave. um yeah look it was it was awesome my favorite episode was the episode where um they're in jessica's house Mm-hmm. Um, where he finally, she, he finally, uh, he moves into her childhood home, which is incredibly creepy, and uh, and makes and sets it up to look just like it was when she was a kid, which is incredibly creepy, and brings her there, and they spend a whole episode sort of in rooms talking to each other and having arguments, and it's also an episode where she tries to get him to do good with his powers, oh, yeah. Yeah. with this fantastic scene where she takes him to a, a guy who's got her fam- his family under. Um, like hostage and he just goes in and says let them go and they you know they let them go and he uses his powers for good and but he can't understand why you would do that he can't mm. and it's a great demonstration of some heroes are just too far some some villains are just too far gone mm. to be heroes mm. and that i thought that was an awesome episode yeah it was look it was great i don't know if it's the best thing marvel have ever done what do you think owen I'd say it's definitely up there. It's better than Daredevil. Yes, it's a stronger I agree. series, in there. and I really like Daredevil as well. And yeah, I'm sure that will be the subject of a future episode, um, probably. But um, I don't know. I find it really hard to compare the Netflix series with the movies because they're such different feels, they're like different beasts. So like you can tell a different kind of story with the 13 episode arc as opposed to a big budget blockbuster movie and. Yeah, so I know I'm hedging completely. <laughs> yeah. I, so I guess I'll say no because I don't definitively feel like it is. But yeah. I agree with you. I don't think it. I don't think it definitively is. I don't think. I, I don't know. The first Avengers movie is really tough to beat for me. Really, I I put a lot of things about that first really? Avengers movie. Really, I don't know. I just think it I was rank. so it was so enjoyable as an experience that I can't. Mm. I kind of it was it was payoff, but in terms of like a movie, I'd rank. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy definitely above Avengers. Yeah. Maybe Cap Two and Iron Man Three as well. And uh, Iron Man Three. I really love Iron Man Three. Oh, we need to do this mm-hmm. on an episode because yeah, I've got so. a lot of issues with Iron Man movies. A lot. I don't. I look like forward them. to carefully explaining to you why you're wrong. Oh, <laughs> it's on, buddy. Okay. Well, um, I think I think we've talked about it enough. Mm-hmm, do you? Mm-hmm. I think Anything so, yeah. else you want to say? We thought we'd keep this one a bit shorter. Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks for listening, but before we finish, we should do some plugs. Plugging. Sure. Of yeah, our let's things. Do some plugs. Why are you staring at me? Because you wanted to do the plugs. <laughs> <laughs> what, have, what have you got on? Well, uh, you can see... I'm an improviser. You can see me in uh, a monthly show called Sooth Plays. We do improvise Shakespeare. Uh, we're just wrapping up a week of shows at the Butterfly Club right now. I assume by the time this is out, that will be over. So, uh, but we do... Good plug. Yeah. <laughs> 
I retroactive said, plug. Monthly, yeah, well, I'm just saying it went really well, guys. You missed it. <laughs> but monthly shows at the Improv Conspiracy Theatre, and we'll also have a full season at the Comedy Festival next year. So awesome. Google Sooth Players. Well, and uh, uh, for these monthly shows, do you have to book in advance, or can you just write Oh, up you certainly them? could if you wanted to go to improvconspiracy.com and see the upcoming shows, or you can rock up on the night. We'll probably have tickets on the door. That was nice, Kyle. It was yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the assistance. <laughs> nice. um, Kyle, when you have another podcast. Yes, I've got a, an Australian history podcast called Last Up to Nowhere that I do with my friend Michael. And uh, we've got a, a new slate of episodes coming out very soon. Uh, no, no gigs that, uh, that no I gigs. can think of. But uh, yeah, uh, Last Up to Nowhere, if you find it on iTunes or we've got lastuptonowhere.com as well as a website. It's a really good podcast. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. I don't know about this Michael character. It sounds a little dodgy. Um, so I've gotten really nothing else on at the moment except that um, I. Uh, you can hear me on 3MBS, uh, which is a community classical music station in Melbourne, but we're also online, um, 103.5 FM or 3MBS.org.au, and I present Arts Weekly every couple of weeks um, on Saturdays, although it's Christmas time and so we're not on until January again. We're taking a break. So, But listen to that station. It's really good and support community radio. And you can follow Tights Camera Action on Twitter you at can. TCA Pod. Yes, that's right. Yep. And we're also on Facebook. And um, Yeah, throw us a thumb, guys. Yeah. Give us, give us a like. <laughs> that sounded bad. Throw that a really thumb at us. <laughs> for nomenclature. <laughs> God. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks. Bye. Bye.